What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Welcome to Future Future, production of iHeartRadio. I'm your host of Mini Parasites, Katie Golden. I studied psychology and evolutionary biology, and today on the show we are talking about animals who explode. That's right, our very own Creatureheimer. In honor of the Oppenheimer movie, of course, last week we did a Barbie episode about pink animals. This week, we're doing an episode about animals who explode. From tiny explosions to an actual World War II story, all these animals are blowing up, literally. Incredible. Incredible. <laughs> discover it. this and more as we discover the age-old question, what's the pond of death? Joining me today is my friend, friend of the show, writer, director, yeah. and podcaster, Adam Ganser. Welcome. Welcome. I love that even nature bows to the zeitgeist. Now. Yeah. <laughs> Animals must be trendy. Animals got to be <laughs> on trend. They got to know they do. what's trending on the socials, on threads, yeah. blue sky, whatever that other website is, you know. <laughs> Whatever we're calling, Whatever it these we're days. calling the, the internet these days, uh, but yes, we yeah. are. We're we're doing a we're doing a Barbenheimer. Um, la- I'm excited. Yes, of course. Uh, this week is the Heimer part of the Barbenheimer because we're talking about uh, explodey animals. Adam, how do you feel about explosions? I about explosions. Yeah. I was raised in America, and therefore I instinctively pump my fists anytime I see right. one. Even when it's a truly tragic situation, and I shouldn't help, <laughs> I still Adam Ganser actually kind of likes war crimes. He's into it. <laughs> Listen, I've been socialized this way. Nothing is my fault. right. Nothing you can't. There's nothing you can do about it. Uh, we, we get yeah, fireworks. You can't, can't blame. We on get me. fireworks. We cheer for fireworks. How are we not supposed to cheer for war crimes? Right. Right. Our song, our national anthem is literally about exploding it's about bombs. bombs like bursting in that's air. That's our deal. Yeah. Right. We're we're helpless. Right. And how noble it is. We're helpless in yeah. the face of uh, jingoism, truly. Um, 100%. So some animals do indeed explode. And we're going to talk about some mini explosions that are... Very interesting, very weird, a little gross, uh, somewhat tragic, maybe? Great. So. <laughs> uh, great, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> so some ants like to pull a bit of an Oppenheimer, which is a new sentence in the English language. So yeah. ants like to use themselves as tiny chemical warfare bombs. So there are a couple of species of ants that do this are C. saundersi and C. explodens, which, you know, good job on the scientific <laughs> name for that one. Sure. Yeah. Right, right to the point. Direct. These are two related species of exploding ants. They are found in Southeast Asia, and they quite literally have an explosive temper. 
They will rupture their own abdomen, releasing a small explosion of sticky, yellow, toxic fluid when they are disturbed. Uh, <laughs> so do they die? They, yes, they do them? not. The explosion wow. this kills the ant. This uh, the ant does not survive rupturing its own abdomen. Uh, it's much like a bee where it stings and its butt kind of falls off. Uh, it is the ultimate defensive technique. So they have right. glands that run through their entire body that is filled with this horrible yellow goo. When they encounter an invader ant or a predator, they will suddenly and sharply contract their abdomen, which ruptures the gland, which basically causes them to burst like a little gusher. And all of this sticky, <laughs> toxic goop comes out and sprays all over the their target like a like a delicious dangerous treat yes <laughs> that's how they next die next time you wow. yeah next time you pop a gusher in your mouth just imagine it's an ant doing the ultimate sacrifice dying. <laughs> that it's dying to defend its colony whilst you enjoy its creamy goodness yeah except don't <laughs> eat these i advise against it right because yeah it's right. not it's not delicious uh gushery goodness it is toxic and Corrosive. I, I, I'm, well, I mean, can I ask a couple? I have questions. Sure, can I yeah. Ask some ask, questions? Ask Is that away. okay? So what, 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 what predator needs these gusher ants to, to, to be deterred? Like, what are they deterring? So they're mostly deterring other ants. So if ants are attacking <laughs> uh, their colony, they can very easily attack these ants. Uh, and basically deterring most other like small, it would be other insects, essentially. Like once you get to bird size, this technique doesn't work very well because the birds just, it's too big. Right. They like, and they'll, they'll develop a taste yeah. for it. You just watch. It's uh, gushers to birds. Have they, <laughs> exactly. Have you, have they tried diplomacy in hmm. their evolved state? Have they tried evolving diplomacy <laughs> instead of this? Have they tried that? Uh, yeah, just like they've evolved tiny hands to shake with the other ants. <laughs> it's amazing that it's two other ants. Yeah. That's my favorite part of this. It's other spe that, it can uh, be other species of ants, other colonies of, you know, like, well, actually, I guess I've never seen anything about if the same species gets into fights, because then you just have a big goopy mess of these exploding all over each other. Uh, and... Is it corrosive to them? Like, if they touch the goo, are they corroded? Uh, you know what I mean? Like, is it toxic to yeah, them? Yeah, so they avoid it. Okay. Um, And, like, the one that explodes is already going to die, so it's no skin off right, its right. He goes, yeah. broken back. <laughs> yeah. Of its uh, exoskeleton. Yeah. So this uh, goo is very sticky. It slows their movements, and it's corrosive, so it kind of dissolves them as well. So it's not great. To get on you. Is it bright yellow? It is yellow. Is it bright yes. yellow the way I'm imagining it? Wow. It is. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's... these colors sometimes, you know, like the toxic colors. It's like, yes, that is indeed uh, toxic. It's kind of like, I mean, I guess this is a little bit less like an Oppenheimer and more like that guy in the end of Dr. Strangelove who rides the nuke because, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. Wahooing his way into disaster. Exactly. Uh it's funny to me that it's in Nickelodeon colors. Yeah. I mean, I shouldn't say funny, more like uh, twisted. Like there's a twisted mm -hmm. aspect to that, that it looks cool. Yeah. It's kind of yellow, uh, little yellow goop. Right. Um. Yeah. You kind of like, so Incredible. when you see it happening, it's not like a little like mushroom cloud explosion type thing. Uh, you just kind of right. see an ant wrestling with another ant. And then suddenly the one of the ants is like covered in yellow goo and the other ant looks kind of like wrong, kind of broken. Like, like a, <laughs> like a, like a glow stick like that's a been sickening shell. <laughs> like a glow stick that's been snapped in half. Yeah. Um. Uh. So this act of explosive self destruction is uh called autothesis. It is a type of altruism that you know, the very extreme type of altruism. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'd say it's as as altruistic as it gets. Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 
it's not just ants that do this. There are actually some species of termites who also do this behavior. So yeah. soldier termites in the species Glossotermes oculatus will, within the confines of their termite colony, grab onto an attacker and explode the glands near their head by nearly beheading themselves and forming a rupture oh. between the head and thorax. Then they excrete a yellow goo onto their attacker, which researchers believe is meant to block the tunnels to the colony and sort of fix the attacker, uh, just glue the attacker into the tunnel. Yeah, and scares the shit out of their kids, too. I mean... Like, like it just... Like, what a prank to pull on your kids. I mean, it's... You know it, what I mean? Your head blows off. <laughs> your head just pops off. I mean, this does kill the termite. Um, right, obviously. It's it's hard to survive sort of like rupturing your own, essentially what's a neck. Uh, it's not really a neck, but you know. Yeah. yeah. So that. We accept it as a substitute. It's a neck substitute. We yeah, yeah. It's, it. the, it's the termite equivalent to a neck. So the goo acts as a glue and also as an alarm pheromone alerting the other termites in the colony that there is an intruder uh, so, you know, basically like you've popped your own head off like a Pez dispenser, you've gooped on this guy <laughs> and now everyone can smell your goo. And it's like, oh, it looks like, like Helen, uh, found a trespasser. The sweet smell of terror. Yeah. We better go the other way. <laughs> so do I, so I got to assume this happens because creatures are biting their heads off. Uh, I got it right. That that makes sense, doesn't it? Well, why why no, not necessarily. The the uh, they are just kind of um, the way that they're beheading themselves is by contracting their muscles. So it's sort of a like it's a reflexive thing. Yeah, exactly. So it's like like literally kind of like a Pez dispenser flipping its own head back. I mean, it is the most funny image I can imagine. Uh, I think like I, I've, I've been thinking about it the whole time I've been talking and the head squeezing off for goo pretty funny way yeah. to go. I mean the head I don't think comes uh, completely off. That would be really funny like a champagne bottle with the head just like exactly. popping off. But the I <laughs> like think it's more yeah. just like it's like near the head like near where the head and the thorax meet there's like this Got rupture it. and it just kind of like I don't know right. like a little confetti cannon. Like a movie slit throat. Yeah. Like where it just, like it sprays everywhere. Right, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Except yeah. It's, this goo is also yellow apparently, which is interesting. I guess yellow is just universal <laughs> goo color. Um, yeah, <laughs> the color of poison insect The color goo. of bad goo. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can I, so termites are basically already corrosive beings. Like if I like just that's how I feel about well, them. Eat, I'm not saying this wood. is true scientifically. They will destroy everything. Right. Like if they get in your house, they're already basically a tub of yellow goo in your walls. You know what I mean? Like just slowly corroding it. So it's wild to me that some species are like, no, we can do better. We could yeah. we could we could go further yeah. with this. We could be even more irritating by uh yeah. squeezing goo out of our necks like a tube of toothpaste. We're gonna be like a Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. A toothpaste tube of doom. We can be that. Yeah. That's and we're aspirational. If you are worried about termites, uh, if you ever find like a pile of like weird little brown, like tiny brown pellets that you sweep up and it keeps like reforming, you got you got termites. It's called it's yeah. called frass, which is a cute name for an incredibly destructive and horrible problem. I mean, the, it's also a cute way for them to murder themselves with toxic goods. Ah. They're, they're they're sort of cute with their uh, benevolent or malicious yeah. activities. With their self annihilation, it's it is yeah right the Pez technique. It's you know good job termites, I guess. <laughs> Can you imagine what if the guy who invented Pez saw this and was like, "I know what I could do." Right, <laughs> candy. <laughs> <laughs> what if it was shaped like Donald Duck and did candy? Right. What if it had Goofy's head on it and it still the head still popped off, but out of its neck came pellets of candy? <laughs> mm. Kids would love that. He's just he's, right. he's genius. Just let me let me taste one of these. Let me taste. He tasted termite. He's like, <laughs> no, this one's no good. I gotta I gotta do something different. 
think it's not candy enough. Maybe make it a slightly more candy. Maybe it should be made out of sugar instead of toxic goo. (laughs) Very smart. Right. Yeah. Brilliant man, (laughs) we assume. Well, we are going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we are going to talk about a mystery. A very mysterious. A mystery. An explosive mystery. Wow. Yeah. That doesn't sound like how, that sounds like a terrible way for a weekend to go, but I'm excited. Seems like a terrible way for it to go after you've had some, like, really spicy food. Thank you. (laughs) You went right where I'm going. Same brain over here. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we are back, and we are going to talk about a mystery The mystery of the thousand exploding toads. That one thousand exploding toads. Actually, over a thousand. That's so. That's the low ball estimate of how many there are. Oh, good. I think it was more around a thousand three hundred, but thousand exploding toads rolls off the tongue better than a thousand three hundred exploding toads. Okay, and this is a this is a noir caper, I assume. Right, we're gonna we're gonna find some darkness in the toad heart or whatever. Yeah, so this actually happened in Hamburg, Germany, in two thousand and five. Um, okay, uh, public officials and scientists were confused because toads just kept on exploding like little toad balloons with a splatter of entrails up to three feet or about a meter away. Yeah, I'd be confused by that. Yeah. Why are animals becoming balloons of goo? Why is that happening? I'd like to yeah. know. Yeah. No, I uh, I feel like that's a real head scratcher when you got a bunch of toads that are exploding. <laughs> real real humdinger. Yeah. You can't just walk past it. You, like, that's the kind of case you get you get drawn in. Right, right. You know? You make you're making little chalk outlines of just a toad sort of splayed out. <laughs> it's just a big splatter mark yeah. like tracing <laughs> every line of it. Sort yep. of a uh, you know, the goop shape, the wiggly goop shape. Um, <laughs> the splatter happened in here, as you'll see. <laughs> so, yeah. In a splatter pattern. <laughs> yeah. Toad splatter experts are actually in high demand. Uh, there's mm, a yeah. they're very highly specialized. So, yeah, over 1,000 toads died this way. Um, so much so that there was a bit of a panic. Uh, tabloids started calling this area the Pond of Death. Uh, oh. 
Oh. People were warned to stay away and to keep their children and pets away in case the pond was full of some kind of mysterious chemical that was causing these toads to explode. Um, theories went around that it could be some kind of toad exploding pathogen. It could be a pesticide, maybe even a fungus or pollution. They didn't know. It was scary. Uh, even more puzzling is that there were no eyewitness accounts of the toads exploding. So like you would think, you know, someone would at least see one of these toads like just randomly popping off, but nobody had seen it. This is, this is like seven for the toad culture. Right. It's just like, well, what's at the bottom of this? There's a methodology to it. <laughs> there is a There's gotta be an answer. definite M.O. Adam, do you have any yeah. guesses what could be causing the toad explosions? Uh, I, I'm going to guess a real thing in a second. It thrills me to think of scientists getting together and positing what this could be. I just imagine one guy walking into the bicycle pump and just dropping it on the <laughs> I've got it, guys. <laughs> These toads have an inflation fetish, and it's not it going pumped. well. <laughs> a helium tank, he just puts it in there. These are kids that went too far. It's... It's that scene from Shrek that kids are reenacting, like where, you know, they like blow up the the snake and the toad, I think, and make a snake and toad balloon. Remember that? That makes sense. It's from yes, Shrek. I, I always felt really yeah. bad for the snake and the toad that got like blown up into balloon sh- balloons. It seems like that would hurt them and be sad for them. It would hurt them. But also, it you get immediately immobilized as a balloon. Right. You'd think like, oh, balloon sounds fun. No, man. It's basically like body jail. Yeah. You can't go anywhere. You're stuck. Yeah. You know? No, I, I, I don't like that. That's a panic attack. Yeah. Not, not, <laughs> that, that's one of my nightmares. Yeah. Add it to the pile. Uh, I'm going to guess that it's a digestive-related issue, hmm. that they're eating something that's, that's uh, like something that is the equivalent of baking soda to the vinegar in their <laughs> stomach or something. They, that's they, what I'm guessing. A, a Mentos truck and a Coke truck both crashed near the pond. <laughs> <laughs> there was a surplus of high school volcano projects yes. that year that were all being dumped in the lake. Yes. No, I don't know. So, uh, you know, or could it have been some kind of secret government toad exploding experiment? Like... I mean, the only other conclusion. Right, exactly. The only other option. Well, apparently the leading theory as to what happened is murderous crows. So toad expert Dr. Frank Muchman um, believed that crows were carefully cutting open the toad's toxic skin and selectively plucking out the toad's livers based on these small incision marks that Dr. Muchman found on the toads. His name is Muchman? Muchman. So not not Mush, not Mushman. Not Mushman. Right. Muchman. Okay, that, okay, I'm not making fun of his name. I'm just saying it would have been amazing if his name was Mushman and that it was would his be, job, toad splatters. I, I would, Fair enough. I would definitely love there to be a Dr. Mushman who studied toads. <laughs> um, like, come on. You know, you know, just in a suggestion. Talk about a destiny. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, the reason it would then explode, right, is that toads have this behavior when they are attacked, they will puff up. Uh, so they like inflate mm. themselves mm. with air to appear bigger, um, to look, you know, not very snackable, something that could not easily be swallowed, something that couldn't be easily attacked. Uh, but these toads... Uh, it was theorized that they had an incision in them from the crows basically doing a liverectomy and eating the liver. And because they had a hole in it, it's like they would fill themselves with air, but then that would just force all their organs out of the hole. Oh, no. Like, again, like a tube of toothpaste, uh, you know, like a balloon full of organs. I don't know. I... Just imagine you're squeezing a bunch of organs out of a hole by pushing air into the toad. I mean, it's yeah, that's amazing. And also, like, that's actually somehow the saddest thing I've heard so far. I know. Like, just like it's, you know, they're trying to defend itself, but then it right. accidentally, uh, you know, exp- it just shoot, it just squeezes out its organs are popping out. They're like they're popcorn. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah, it's like silly string, but out of a toad. Just terrible. Yep. 
Yeah, uh, and the string is like vital organs. Yes, exactly. Well, some scientists weren't satisfied with this theory. Uh, crow behavioral researcher, uh, who I believe is just a crow apologist, Dr. Miriam Sima, believed that crows were not behind the attacks and that crows would not be so picky as to only eat the livers that like the crow would eat the rest of the organs as well. But my counterpoint as a non-expert to this expert's opinion is that crows are smart and smart animals can be jerks sometimes. Um, Right. Like, I think because it like it happened in like 2005 and it happened in this localized area, I feel like it was just a few crows who were doing this. Uh, who yeah, learned, a couple of crows got a bad idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who learned that livers taste good and that they can selectively grab the liver and just chow that down because there is this more recent case of orcas, these two orcas who went on a killing spree eating just the livers of sharks. So, oh. again, like orcas, very smart. Crows, very smart. What happens when someone gets too smart, they start eating livers. It's the Hannibal Lecter phenomenon. Yep. They find out about Chianti. They got a whole thing yeah, going on. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Einstein probably ate some livers. I'm, you know. Oh, yeah. Like uh, yeah. Elon Musk not eating livers because I don't think he's very no. smart. He's rejecting liver every time somebody offers it to him, which is all the time. He's just never, never even eaten pate. He's never just burning tried. himself trying to make pop tarts. I read, I read that excerpt from. <laughs> there was a book about, uh, I guess, SpaceX in the early years, and apparently Elon Musk kept burning himself because he was trying to take pop tarts out of the toaster. Anyways, great. Uh, what are the What are the chances that crow doctor is just a bunch of crows in a lab coat? Mm. I greater than zero, right? It's yeah, plausible, plausible. Yeah, plausible, plausible, Pla- plausible. You. Scientifically plausible, not proven, but plausible. It can't be yeah. libel because I'm saying it, is, it hasn't been proven. <laughs> I'm just saying it's plausible. Correct. So Correct. yeah, I, I I think that there was like a few crows that were doing this uh, to thousands of toads, just like, and I'll take this liver, and that'll be mine, and, and I'll take that liver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah just like they yoink they're saying yoink each time yoink yoink yeah uh and crows can talk so they can probably right. say yoink um right so uh yeah liver is also very nutritious so i feel like these were just like gourmand crows that uh learned to appreciate the taste of toad liver and uh did not really care that the toads exploded or thought it was funny I could see them thinking it was funny. Yeah. Because honestly, it does seem like a funny image. It is kind of actually funny. I mean, I feel really bad right. for the toads, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I'm too. a toad fan. I think they're cute. Yeah. It's still a little bit funny for that to happen. Like, you pluck out the liver and then this <laughs> right. toad just inflates until it explodes. It's You got to admit, there's a certain grim humor in that. You pluck a liver out, it it puffs up, and then you just start seeing kidneys spitting out of it <laughs> like they're like like somebody threw a stone like, from their stomach. It's like the crow equivalent of getting one thing out of a vending machine, but then it knocks down a whole bunch of other things. <laughs> right. And it all shoots out, and the crow's like, Man, we figured everything out. We figured everything out. This is our Xanadu. <laughs> the pond of de- of do de- death or whatever. That's that's our Xanadu. Yeah, it's just like if crows figure out the secret way to make like pluck something out of humans that make us explode, like we're in for it. Good lord. Yeah. Good lord. They they won't stop doing it either. Yeah. Like those crows didn't learn anything. No, they didn't learn a lesson. Yeah. They didn't learn anything. They learned. They can't learn. Well, they did learn something that it's really funny and good to <laughs> steal livers from toads. Liver good, explosion better. Yeah. That's what they learned. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Well, we are going to take a quick break, but when we return, we are going to talk about a real World War II story involving exploding animals. So we're going to talk about a World War II story involving exploding animals, and I promise this is not as horrifying as it sounds. I mean, it is a little horrifying. It's a little bit so it's kind of funny it's a little bit 
I promise. Tragic. I promise. It's kind of funny. It's, uh, you know, it's one of, I would say, I mean, World War II is generally not a funny topic. Uh, hot take. Generally not. Generally, yeah. it's not funny. Generally, it's yeah. horrifying. This is one of the funnier World War II stories. So, um, unless Great. unless you're a big fan of rats, which personally I actually am, so I feel conflicted about this story because it's funny, but I feel really bad for the rats. But it's not like Hogan's Heroes funny. No, it's it's it's, it's more of a grounded humor. I it's assume. it's more of a gallows humor. Yeah, kind of. A, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm excited. It's not a ha ha funny. It's a ooh. Huh. Right. All right. Ooh. Oh, I guess okay. I guess I see. All right then. Uh, laughter <laughs> laughter heals all wounds. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, take a take a stiff sip of brandy and sort of exhale yeah. sharply out of your nose funny. So, um <laughs> Yeah, to cap off our Creature Heimer episode, let's talk about World War II. So, arguably sure. just as consequential as Oppenheimer's work on the nuclear bomb was the effort to create another type of super weapon, the explosive rat. Uh, of course, I'm joking. It was not nearly as consequential as the nuclear bomb because we aren't, you know, currently sort of in a world dominated by mutually assured rat destruction. Um, that we know of. That we know of. That we know of. That, but yeah. maybe it's the rats pulling all the strings. Uh, dude. Honestly, knowing what I know about crows now, right. I know rats are just as smart as crows. Yeah, they're just they're just flightless crows, really. Pretty much, they're uh, yeah, yeah. Rats are quite smart, which makes this a little sadder. Uh, so, <laughs> during World War II, British special operations got their hands on a bunch of rats. Okay, um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good so far. Good job, guys. Uh, <laughs> I enjoy the idea of the transaction to get that. Right. But fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, Cheerio, I will need um, <laughs> 500 rats, if you please. Uh, it's right. For <laughs> our country. Some, some government officials, like, you know, sequestering it or whatever for some guy in a back alley. Yeah. I'll need all your rats. Uh, yeah. Keep calm and give me 500 rats. <laughs> give me rats. <laughs> and give me rats. All of your rats. Um, so. Sadly, they killed the rats. Uh, rest in peace, uh, little dudes. Gone before your time. A yeah. un unjust, an unjust end to these poor little rats. Then they taxidermied them, uh, and they sewed a small amount of explosives inside of them. Um, <laughs> okay. Because they were, look... You know, while Oppenheimer was working on his little nuclear bomb, the British were really getting down to the the hot the higher sciences, the more uh, esoteric yeah. sciences of what if we sewed some explosives inside of dead rats? Yeah, what if we jokered some rats? Uh, yeah, what if we joker bombed a couple of rats? Right. Sure. Okay. Right. Right. Yeah, what if it's like that scene in Breaking Bad with that guy's head on a tortoise, except it's rats, and there's except it's, except it's and there's just no message, rats, and there's no message. It's just rats. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education that empowers communities. Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. 
and of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, And to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Yeah. So you might be wondering why you would put explosives inside a rat, how you would use a rat bomb. Well, the idea was this. Uh, If these rats were planted in factories, trains, or power stations, they would presumably be disposed of by the German by being shoveled into the boiler or furnace because it's like you find a dead rat. You're not going to give it a little rat burial. You're just going to throw it in the furnace. You're going to burn it. And that would cause an explosion and sabotage the boiler. And if the boiler fails, that might cause a larger explosion. So it's like... This is a real... (laughs) this, this This is a... this is kind of a Rube Goldberg yeah. device of a plan here. It's it's a this little bit like absurd. that game Mousetrap, except it's right. It's a German trap, but the bait is dead rats. So and all of them are mice. Everything they have to do is mice <laughs> in order to get the trap to go off. I don't know, man. Yeah, I'm it, not sure about this plan. Yeah, it's a it's a bit of a stretch, right? Like it's it's a bit of a weird plan. Like how do you know they're gonna throw it in the furnace? How do you know like it's the explosion's going to be big enough to actually sabotage the whole factory or train. Um, well, we'll never know how successful they might have been because the Germans intercepted the shipment of exploding rats right away. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> That is another amazing twist in the story. And they're like, we could use these rats. Well, it's interesting because the rat sacrifice was not completely in vain. Apparently, the threat of exploding rats was potentially more effective at inconveniencing the Germans than if the rats had actually been successfully deployed because uh, German military command became kind of paranoid that there were more exploding rats out there and had to use their resources to try to find the other exploding rats and get to the bottom of these exploding rats. Uh, Oh, my God. Unbeknownst to them, as soon as this first shipment of rats was intercepted, British special operations just gave up. They just dropped it. They're like, ah. (laughs) Maybe the rats, maybe this whole thing's been bad and dumb. Yeah, like. Maybe. Now that I reflect upon things, maybe explosive rats was not the genius idea that'll win this war. They just drop perhaps, it. Perhaps tripwires would be more effective <laughs> or just putting bombs there already. Perhaps <laughs> pigeons with spikes. Um, yeah. I know. Let's get a really big bomb and drop that on them instead. <laughs> <laughs> what about a really, really large rat with a bomb inside of it? Now uh, you're talking, Humphrey. <laughs> exploding <laughs> so they started s- they started sewing rats together to make a super rat. <laughs> rat parachute. Parachute made out of rats. Rat aeroplane. Um, so, yeah, they, they gave up. Uh, but, so there were no more exploding rats, but the Germans wasted a bunch of resources trying to find more exploding rats, trying to figure out what the whole plan is with the exploding rats. 
certainly it couldn't be as simple as them just sending the shipment of exploding rats. Uh, so they wasted a bunch of time trying to like basically go on this red this this red herring this like trying to figure out what was going on with the exploding rats when really it, it was as stupid as it seemed and unsuccessful as it seemed but the germans were like they must be up to something really insidious with these exploding rats and we've got to figure that out so they wasted all this, this time this is this is extraordinarily funny i know like you undersold how funny this is like i'm like in my brain i'm like this is such a great comedy movie like just one guy's obsessed with I can make bombs and rats and everyone's like bad idea, dude, super bad idea. He's like, just give me a battalion of guys, a couple million pounds, you'll see, <laughs> right? Fails immediately, but then of course the Germans get very worried and they start to you know mutually assured rat destruction. As you said, movie writes itself. It's yeah, a perfect movie. This is I don't understand why very Quentin, funny why Quentin Tarantino didn't make this movie. <laughs> Right. After his final film, his 10th film about a movie critic, how about Rat Bombs? Right. You know, Rat Bomber. Look, Let's make that. I know that basically all of Hollywood is on strike, uh, so I'm not right. going to be I'm not going to be a scab. Uh, but one like, look, you need to cave to the requests of uh, the writers because we need this rat movie. We need yeah, it we now. We need Rat Bombers. We need it. We need it. Uh, it. It would heal the world. It would. Uh, um, yeah. So please give the writers and the actors fair living wages because I need the exploding rat movie. That's right. And play this on a loop during the Academy Awards. This right. Conversation. Right. Where we talked about it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Do that. Maybe ooh, exploding rats in the Academy Awards, but they're not real. <laughs> but okay, okay, okay. Back up. They're not really exploding rats. Because, right. of course, we don't want to hurt anyone, but just right, right. the idea that there could be exploding rats might make Spice it... Spice it up. Might make it less likely for someone to cross the picket line. I'm just saying. You never right. know when a rat might explode. That's right. That's the that's the feeling we want movie audiences to have. Yeah. Every rat is your enemy now. Yeah. You know? That was in that yeah. movie, like, with Matt Damon and uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. The Departed? Yeah, I just remember as the rat yeah. movie, but yes, The Departed. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Did you know, by the way, that they didn't have the final shot with the rat when they first shot that movie? The editor told Scorsese, you need you need this last thing. You need the rat at the end. And they shot it in pickups. Huh. That's what I've heard. I've heard that. They just call up this rat actor at 3 a.m. It's like, yeah, what do you need? Ah. <laughs> Yeah, you got a movie. It's, ah, you want me to be a medical? time. All right. All right. Serving coffee? Okay, I'll come. Finally, it's rat's time to shine. Uh, yeah, that's what I heard. I don't, you know, I can't, I wasn't there, so I don't, don't, don't I did, I did laugh uh, involuntarily when that popped up, because, like, I, I was enthralled by the movie and really into it, and then as soon as they zoomed out and showed us a rat, I just, like, I, it was, come on, man. Was, come on. Come yeah, on. I get it. I get it, bro. <laughs> I get the idea. But if the rat yeah. had exploded. Then, whole other idea. Right. Whole other feeling. Right. Greatest movie of all time? Maybe. And then it, then they could end with like the end dot 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 question mark. Exactly. <laughs> right. The only the only appropriate ending. Yeah. Yeah, we don't know. We need we... that rat swerve. Exactly. Well, I think we've covered as many exploding animals as I can take um, without starting <laughs> to spiral into an existential crisis about, you know, ex uh, rat assured destruction. Um, I'm going to cry for two hours after this podcast. <laughs> Just two for every crying. single toad that exploded. Yeah. Those poor toads. Yep. Don't care yep. as much about the termites. No, I think of them as evil. Well, uh, and and their death as a victory for me. I mean, if you think about it, though, they used to just eat trees, but then we turned the trees into houses. So what are they going to do? That's true. I'm going to refuse to think about that. <laughs> I'm going to do. <laughs> no introspection. Thank you. Well, before we go, we've got to play a little game, Adam. Do you like games? Oh, great. Sure. And then a rat opens, like, I <laughs> open an envelope you like, and it's a rat. Would you yeah, like yeah. to play a little game? <laughs> Yeah, I'd love to. You just open a present, there's a rat inside, and inside the rat, yep. there's a smaller a present, and inside that <laughs> present, there's a bomb. Um, yep. 
Yep. So we are going to play a game called Guess Who's Squawking, the mystery animal sound game. Oh, yeah, yeah. Every week I play a mystery animal sound, and you, the listener, and you, the guest, try to guess who is making that sound. It can be any animal in the world. Uh, last week's mystery animal sound hint was this. Don't get too cocky. You may have to think further back to get this one right. So, Adam, any guesses? So, just to be clear, the hint was for this animal? Yes. Don't get too cocky. You may have to think further back to get this one right. Because, I mean, it sounds like a rooster, but it's Hmm. not that. It's some... You say further bat to get this one right? Further back. Okay, so not it's not. You a know the pun. common okay. phrase "further bat." <laughs> yeah, 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 that's what I was like. Right? Are you, what is this a Batman riddle? Like, what do we? <laughs> Riddle me uh, this, Batman. Yeah, exactly. Answer me this. What uh, became before the chicken and the egg? <laughs> oh, that would have been a better hint. What became that's before good. the chicken and the egg? Riddle me mm. that, Batman. Mm. <laughs> Batman. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and guess that uh, that you mean further back, like on the evolutionary scale, Interesting. and say this is this is some kind of lizard, <laughs> some kind of that's what I'm gonna guess. Everything else in me is saying no, Adam, no chance it's a lizard. But I'm gonna go ahead and I'm trusting your hint on this one. Some kind of lizard? No, uh, you're wrong. Yeah. Um... <laughs> no, it's so wrong. <laughs> Uh, congratulations to Jack, M, Joey, P, and Grant W for all guessing correctly. The Red Jungle Fowl. So the Red Jungle oh. Fowl is a tropical species of bird that lives in Southeast Asia. When you look at one, it might seem kind of familiar. It looks very similar to a rooster. It is smaller and more brightly colored than a rooster or a chicken, Uh but around 8,000 years ago, the jungle fowl was domesticated and it spread across the world and it speciated into chickens and roosters, uh, the ones that we know as our lovely farm animals. So I was right about it being an ancestor. Yes. But wrong about how far back to go. Yeah. Unfortunately, if you had guessed dinosaur instead of lizard, you'd technically be correct because birds are Damn. still birds are still technically dinosaurs. So if you're like, maybe right. it's a dinosaur, I would have had to give it to you. Which is which would have been even sillier for me to say because how would you have a recording of a dinosaur? <laughs> but okay, sure, sure. Uh, sadly, Adam, you were wrong. So this pile of dead rats shall not be going home with you. You must now pick which rat is the one you must open. <laughs> yes, uh, we have uh, lots of rat jokes today. Lots, we're really, we're really leaning into the rat jokes. We well, really are. on to this week's mystery animal sound. The hint: she may seem to have a tough exterior, but Betsy here doesn't like to be bothered. You hear that? Yeah, yeah. Any guesses? She may have a tough exterior, but Betsy here doesn't like to be bothered. And I thought I was going to get a cow clue or something. Uh, I don't know if this bird. Uh, I'm going to guess it's uh some kind of, like it's it's related to an ostrich. Interesting. Related to an ostrich. Some kind of rat-type bird. Well, maybe you're right. Maybe you're wrong. I can't say because we will reveal the answer on next week's episode of Creature Feature. If you think you know the answer to this week's mystery animal sound, you can write to me at creaturefeaturepod at gmail.com. And, hey, if you have any other questions or comments or whatever, you can also email me. I won't be mad. Uh, and Adam, where can people yeah. find you? Uh, well, I'm definitely going to stay on X. <laughs> where you can find X. me. Uh, you can find me on X. X, X. away. 
at the Real Gans. Uh, I'm also on every other social media site, including Hive, still somehow huh. uh, at the Real Gans. And uh, you know, you can find my Twitch channel, same. And my podcasts are mostly on a Patreon called Small Beans, hmm. where I do talks about directing and about uh, lots of other movie-related stuff, video games, all kinds of stuff. Come check me out. Yeah, check it out. Uh, Small Beans yeah. and every single, like, I don't know, there's 20 social medias now that we've all yeah. got to be on simultaneously and somehow. I do check. I check Blue Sky. I'm still checking threads. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see about threads. I'm just and hive hive is just funny to me at this point. I'm so tired. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. None of it's good. Uh, None of it's good. Yeah, I need I need like an army of exploding toads to uh, manage all these social media accounts. I don't know how they'll a, do it, but I need a crow to s- selectively rip out X's liver so yeah. that it finally explodes <laughs> and we can. Just on. tell the crows their delicious livers inside of our keyboards, and then they can post on all these websites. <laughs> exactly. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. If you're enjoying the show and you leave a rating and review, I greatly, greatly appreciate that. I literally read every single review, and uh, all the ratings really do matter a lot to me because they help the podcast appear decent to other people. Um <laughs> And thanks to the Space Cossacks for their super awesome song, Exolumina. Creature features a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts like the one you just heard, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or Kiss Smith, wherever you listen to your favorite shows. See you next Wednesday. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.